Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash with Three R's, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd, and creative wizard. This is episode 310, recorded on Wednesday, the 8th of April, 2020. And the time at the beginning of the show is 040158. In this episode, we're returning to the virus diary. This is probably my last exclusive entry for something called The Virus Diary in Crash, but I'll explain later. In the pre-show section, let's just talk about a few general things. And the general thing is I'm feeling tense. (laughs) Home life is fairly tense. As I said, three adults... One home, and by the way, three adults, very set in their very different ways, can make things a bit tense. On the other hand, we do seem to be very slowly adjusting to each other's foibles, or rather annoyances. (laughs) But like I said, three very different adults, it almost seems like a sitcom. A sitcom waiting to be written? Probably not, but it feels like sometimes that I'm living in a sitcom. Supermarkets are going to be a feature in this episode, and I have heard national news reports saying that some supermarket delivery or click-and-collect slots are available, and there is also a corresponding rise in employment for delivery drivers and... Occupations within the supermarkets relating to that. With that in mind, and the fact that we were running low on supplies, I did try as the Tesco Iceland, the cooperative, and found absolutely no slots, no click and collects, and very little increase in employment in my county, and that is Buckinghamshire. And we'll come back to this topic of supermarkets a little later. I also recently read, I checked up on that just before the show, and there's also an article on the BBC website regarding a nearby ice rink. In my case, that's Planet Ice in Milton Keynes, which really isn't that far away. It's about five minutes in a car. Had been repurposed as an emergency mortuary should the need arise, and hopefully that need won't. That all seems a little sinister. But I did check up, and apparently that's true. On television, the government keeps irritating me by turning the coronavirus updates into boastful advertisements for themselves. There's also been quite a lot of speculation about the health of the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. I'm absolutely not a fan of his. As you'll know if you've listened to this podcast, but on that particular subject, if anyone overseas is curious about the state of our Prime Minister, I'm sure he'll pull through. The man has waited his entire life for that 
single job. And I think being prime minister is his entire raison d'etre. So he's at least mentally prepared to fight the virus just so that he can stay in the job. As I intimated a little earlier on, this week we're mainly talking about virus-related topics, but also straying back into geekdom in this actual podcast, because I'm a geek, and also because we could all do with a respite from talking about something that's bothering us by talking about something that's entirely different and something that we're on familiar ground about, and that's geek things. Which I hope also suggests to you that the black-hearted captain of this podcast is lightening up. I could do with some lightening up. But for now, at this horrendously early hour of the morning, when I've got the place quiet and my study is nice and still and free from vibrations coming from the nearby TV. Yes, as I've got this little bit of peace and quiet, let's do the podcast. And sorry if I sound a bit croaky. It's just that I woke up from a nap. I was supposed to do this podcast episode around midnight, but I was so tired from the day. But I've woken up now, and croaky voice or not, I'm doing the podcast. Most of the stuff I want to talk about, unsurprisingly then, is about yesterday, and that was Tuesday the 7th of April 2020. And let me tell you, that day did not start in the best way that it could, because I found out a week late that the council have stopped collecting garden waste, which is the waste that's usually put into those green big wheelie bins. And the reason I found out late about this is because the only way you would know if the council had changed their collection schedule, or in this case, completely cancelled their collection of the green wheelie bins, is that if you just so happen to stumble over the recycling website at exactly the right time, and to me that sounds a little nuts, given that we're supposed to stay at home, and the weather's getting better, and gardening just might be the creative and environmentally friendly distraction and also a source of exercise that we all need. And the reason for this cancellation of the Green Bin Recycling Service is that a mass absence through sickness has gripped Serco, the company that provides a lot of council services. Anyway, it isn't just our council that is cancelling the Green Bin service, it's many councils. Earlier yesterday, the chap who runs the Neighbourhood Watch, we'll just call him here Neighbourhood Watch Chap, told me he had been instructed to put his waste into black bags, and those are destined for landfill. 
And yeah, before you ask, I've thought of this already. No, we cannot take it to the dump because they are also all closed to the public, which is really splendid news for the environment. I did, though, at least enjoy a chat with Neighbourhood Watch chap, who is the first person I have spoken to at length other than my parents for weeks. So that was pleasant. And talking to someone other than mum and dad is also the first sign of any community spirit I have seen for quite a while. Now let's get back to what I was saying about supermarkets, because yesterday was also that day that I did go back to the supermarket because we were running low on supplies. And let me tell you, social distancing is still a joke. I went to Tesco and outside, while we were being watched by vigilant staff, customers, of course, complied because they're being watched. But inside and within the aisles, a good 50% of my fellow customers were completely ignoring the rules. Two meters, give me a break. Some people were passing me with what seemed like about an inch of clearance, which is definitely not two meters. Is this a metric thing that we just can't understand about a million years after we've mostly gone over to metric in the UK? And why are we doing this in the supermarkets? Is it supermarket panics? I don't really see how. The shelves do seem to be fairly well stocked, which contradicts my previous foreboding prediction of shortages. You know what I think it is? I think some people are just impatient and don't care about their fellow humans. I was so stressed, I only did about half my shopping, And the reason for this stress is, I think, mostly logical. I've got older parents who are more vulnerable than the general population to COVID-19 and who are also relying on me to also not get sick. Otherwise, who's going to drive around and pick up stuff? The point I'm making is, like many others, one careless stranger could condemn my whole family to death. I know that sounds dramatic, but that's how I feel. On the way out of the supermarket, I asked one of those member of staff who are supervising people entering the supermarket why social distancing wasn't working. And I was told that they can't enforce the rule and it's up to me to protect myself. I should clarify, when I say I asked a member of staff, what I said was, quote, social distancing is bollocks, isn't it? So yeah, thanks a lot, Tesco. And I did tweet that after my trip to the supermarket, which has led to an addendum that Tesco have since reached out to me and said they will, quote, try to ensure these policies are being followed from now on. As you can see, I had a fairly traumatic day. Though things did improve a bit later on, enough that we have something to add in our culture section. 
rather pop culture section in this case. We've talked about in the past, probably many times, the great brothers rhymy horror film about karma biting you in the behind before, and that film is Drag Me to Hell. If for some bizarre reason you have not seen that horror film, you need to see it. But yeah, I've talked about that personally in this solo podcast, but I just wanted to add that it now has my parents' seal of approval. Yesterday, they wanted something to watch, so I put on the Drag Me to Hell DVD, and yeah, they seemed to really enjoy it. Mum enjoyed it a lot. She did not fall asleep, which is what she generally does during a video. And the more disturbing the film, the more likely she is to fall asleep. But apparently this film crossed a certain threshold of thrillingness that it was more than enough to keep her awake. My father, from the noises I could hear downstairs, seemed to enjoy it as well. Though... After the film, he did jet-propel him upstairs to his room and slam the door behind him. Which could mean either complete boredom or he was so thrilled by a horror movie, and by the way, he's not a big fan of horror movie, that he quickly went to his room and shut the door behind him just in case he was taken by the Lamia. <laughs> What else do I have to add about that post-shopping trip evening? Well, we did have pie and mash. That was quite good. I gave Dad my last bottle of Guinness to go with his pie and mash. Let's move on to technology. Yes, I even have a little bit of technology to add to this episode. And I can now confirm that two phones, the Huawei Honor... 9 Lite and Nokia 6.1 Plus are terrible for snapping squirrels. I don't mean murdering squirrels by hitting them with a weighty phone, I mean taking a picture of them. So yeah, if you haven't cottoned on to the fact by now, this is the soft news, i.e. the feel-good segment of this episode. (laughs) And yeah, after the shopping fiasco... Sometime after that, my mother pointed out an amazingly athletic squirrel through my studio window. The squirrel was hanging by its feet like some sort of trapeze artist. That's how my mother described it. And it was doing this so that it could guzzle down tree blossoms. And back to our failing cameras, I'm really astonished at how terrible pictures were taken from my Honor 9 Lite. I tried to take a picture of the squirrel because my mum wanted a picture, and you could barely see a thing when you zoomed in. But at least I did manage to take a couple of pictures before I missed this show. My mother, on the other hand, using her Nokia 6.1 Plus, was unable to take a picture in time. Her smartphone was just so slow to get to the camera function that she missed it entirely. 
I've been chatting about these two phones for quite some time. So if you're interested, do a word search with Google and my name, and perhaps you'll find some more information on those two phones if they are phones that you are interested in purchasing. In retrospect, I would not purchase my Honor 9 Lite, and from what I've seen of my mum's use of the Nokia 6.1 Plus, I would not recommend that phone either, which is a pity, because on paper, they were both very good phones for the price. So now going back to that Mr. or Mrs. Squirrel, I'm not sure how you sex a squirrel, the memory of the squirrel remains only in our brain matter between our ears. But it's a nice memory to have. <sighs> I'm sorry about my constantly croaking, breaking voice. It's very Theresa May, isn't it? It's not intentional. It's far from intentional. And now we're in the after show section. Yeah, we've done the main show. I'm just going to say a few last words and then let you get on with your days. The thing I've noticed over the course of this terrible virus outbreak is that within a lot of the pods that I listen to, there has been a lot of homeworking, homeschooling, exercise tips about whatever I've written in my notes. Bloody yogic levitation. Don't even get me started on the cultural appropriation of yoga. But here's my advice for surviving this enforced togetherness, this enforced confinement, and that is, if you want to come through this, let us give each other space and try and stay out of each other's hair. And believe me, I'm saying this as much to myself as to others, because it is difficult sharing the same space with the same people day in, day out. But by giving each other a little space, perhaps we'll come through this with our relationships fairly intact. And we'll also still be alive, and that will be a good thing. Ah, oh. okay, and finally, I just want to say that this is not the end, though I no longer intend on documenting each day. I will, however, continue to occasionally update you through a virus diary segment of the usual geek cast, perhaps, if I'm not doing an exclusive virus diary episode and the reason for that is fairly obvious it's too depressing having a pod that's only about this awful virus which i hope is only a temporary setback in the course of humanity we will make it through this my fellow nerdlings and do look out for a titanic sized boatload of geek Steaming straight towards you, full speed ahead, in coming episodes. One last thing, I am 
rethinking my policy on producing well-written show notes. I don't know that it's worth it for a podcast, but we'll see. I am, again, tinkering with the idea of handwritten show notes. So as I sit here in front of a computer typing out extra stuff when I don't have to. But we'll see what happens in coming weeks and months and years. Of the show, by the way, not of the virus. And that's it. Crash, the show that you are listening to, is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer, Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this episode. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show. Or Crash with three R's, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This was episode 310, recorded on Wednesday the 8th of April 2020. And the time at the end of the show is 04.32.15. Thanks for listening and bye bye for now. Bye. Oh, wait. We're in the after show, after show section now. (laughs) I'm sorry about this. I just remembered something. Quite recently, I downloaded and played a really excellent game that I've talked about before. And that's a game called Sauerbraten, which I've almost certainly pronounced wrong. It is both a German dish and a open source remake of FPSs like Quake and Doom, and you can also play it in multiplayer mode, which is what I did. I signed on to another server, and now that I've got quite high internet speed, fully used that advantage to shoot people in the face with my virtual shotgun, and it was extremely therapeutic. And that game, again, is Sauerbrat, and give it a try if you have a chance. Sauerbraten 2, to be specific, and Sauerbraten is spelt S-A-U-E-R-B-R-A-T-E-N. And really, now, until next time, goodbye.